Who cares? Hey, it's Page Avenue Crew. It's a podcast by Story of the Year. My name's Adam. Moped music. It's Handsome Dan. Josh. Costco sounds like a motherfucker. It's Josh on gummies. Crank up the mids. Are you on gummies again? Yeah. He said, I forgot we were podcasting. Last week he said three words. And you weren't here, so me and Adam just hung out for an hour. I didn't listen to it. Yeah. Sorry about that. So I feel like I talked more at the beginning and then it just stopped. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, I was, you know, when I drop all, all the files in logic and I'm looking at it and sometimes I'll pre-cut up stuff, you know, because when we're loud at the beginning, I, I do this stuff. So I, I zoom out and I look at the whole thing and yours, you had a bunch of blips here and then like nothing for like 20 minutes. <laughs> this shit kicked in. <laughs> and then some more. And dude. we weren't really drinking or anything. So we we're just sitting here all mellow, just talking. Yeah. Do you, just we, we were still hung over. Do you ever have more than one gummy or just one? Buy one, what do you mean? Like you, the <laughs> Buy ones one, you, get one like free. The ones you gave me are like that. I had a half of that. Oh, okay. After work, you did? You seem more normal. Maybe it's because you're drinking tonight, but you, I could just see you last week. You were melting into your chair. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. <laughs> you were Jack Black. No, I mean, I, just kidding. That didn't happen. It, yeah, it was just a half. Okay. So you got off work. You just went about your routine. Well, my kid had a volleyball game. So I went to that. You could spike on some motherfuckers. He got spiked on. No, but he had three aces. Ace. <laughs> Does he say ace? <laughs> what's that when you serve it and, and nobody gets it? Yeah. Sick. It's just what it is in tennis. I don't yeah. know what it's called. Yeah, that's volleyball. what it is. <laughs> yeah. And then I went home and I was like, all right, cool. We're home. Fed the boys. We're just kind of like, I'm going, all right, hockey game's on at seven. <laughs> so I went out and I had. Do you call hey. Christie's boobs the boys? <laughs> 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 the boys. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Uh, I just snorted. <laughs> no, uh, I, I like I went out and I. How do you feed them? <laughs> uh, when you feed the boys? Hey, babe, that's bust out the boys. Let's get, let's get those guys fucking amped up. Let's get them good and fed up. <laughs> let's get the boys changed. <laughs> let's put the boys down for the night. Uh, uh. Did you give the boys a bath? <laughs> 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 oh. Oh. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, I feel like Bert Kreischer right now. Hey, hey. Josh, how you been? I saw the boys on Facebook the other night. Oh. <laughs> You're bringing the boys to the party. <laughs> Uh, Josh is high. Josh. I've never seen Josh laugh this hard. I've never seen him laugh that hard. He's just yelling at somebody. Uh, he's he's like, crying. Uh, he's crying. Uh, <laughs> he's still going. I love it. He's uh, still sweating. Uh, we didn't even know what we were going to podcast about tonight. Uh, now we do. The boys. The boys. Uh. <laughs> Episode 61, The Boys. <laughs> look at this dude. Oh, look at this dude. Need to stay in the shade. <laughs> Shout out uh, Eli Porter. Uh, Shout out Christie's tits. Yeah. Tits. Anyway, The Boys. 
I ate a gummy and then I walked back inside and immediately remembered, oh, I got a podcast tonight. <laughs> Shit. Christy, put the boys away. I got a podcast. <laughs> put them down. Put the boys to bed. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. That's great. So uh, now you're high, clearly. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That was fun. Uh, we can probably uh, just end it now. That's, that's not going to get any better yeah, yeah. than that. Want to wrap? Or, uh, anyway, I uh, just looked over here and noticed that you have one of these. These uh, They're like Page Avenue until the day I rye beer cans. It has like Page Avenue cover on it. Was it Jersey something brewery? What is it? Uh, Jersey Jersey Shore. Uh, no. Uh, Jersey City Lager, Lagers and Ales. I nice. guess they made these for our uh, Vegas show. Mm-mm. No. no? What they is made this? them just because. And then Josh hit them up on Instagram. Oh, I was like, yo, can we get some? And they sent us some. So yeah. thank you. Weren't they there though? Were they like, there? I saw these there. I mean, I don't know. I saw one of those there. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Weird. No idea. That's pretty Never tight. Mind. Okay, that's cool. So hold on, let's see if they have like, an Instagram thing on Because I saw it the other here. day. Or, I thought you brought it back, but never mind. That is cool. www.departedsouls.com. Uh, S-O-L-E-S. Oh, wait. Is Departed, Departed Souls is the beer? Is the brewery? I have no idea. There's a lot going on on the can because it's 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 uh, our cover, but it's not. Fuck, maybe it's Story, San Diego. Does it say Story of the Beer on it too? I don't think so. Until the day, I, until the day I rye, West Coast India Pale Ale. You, uh, not gluten free. Yeah, six point three percent. Adam, so last week you guys covered how hard you raged. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I really, I really fucking did it. That was fun. <laughs> we did a good recap of Vegas. That's good. That's a tight. And the boys. <laughs> the boys. About how the, the boys. boys got out and partied last week. Well, I really did it to myself. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, what'd you guys do this week? Didn't I haven't thrown up? <laughs> I haven't thrown what'd up. What'd you once. guys do since then? Do you know it's fucking tight having legs that work? Mm. I ripped my quads, uh, and this shit took forever to fully heal, and they're fully healed now. And I'll, I'll just, I'll just get up and just run around and just jump on shit, and just it feels so fucking good to be like normal again. Oh my god! Yeah, maybe well, uh, why don't you tell everybody what it's like to have legs. <laughs> Having legs is great. <laughs> so le- in Vegas, your legs were pussies, and now not- like, no, they were like <laughs> you didn't have to jump at our acoustic show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, no, at our St. Louis show. In St. Louis, your legs were pussies. Yeah. I could bear. I mean, dude, I ripped them from here all the way, like at where it attaches to like your kneecaps, and then your quad muscles like actually shut down. They weren't firing. Like even when we were in California, when I like ran a little bit there, I could like they weren't firing. You have to like do all this shit to get your like to form like a new neural connection, like tap your muscles while you do certain exercises and shit. Because when you fuck up, like, long story short, like, yeah, it was fucking sucked. Like, when we did St. Louis shows, like, I couldn't even jump. Like, I literally could not jump. So did you have to, like, erase and, and restore from backup? Yep. Or what was, <laughs> the, the, backup, yeah. was the process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lieutenant Dan. Nah, but just, like, I'm back on my normal shit, and it's just, oh, my God. Like, but you ain't got no oh. legs. <laughs> Dude, good thing you had a backup, though. If you hadn't had that iCloud backup of your legs, you... You'd be fucked right now. I know. I mean, you know, every time the update comes in. And I played my guitar for almost eight hours today and wrote three songs. I came in here on 10 talking about a new album. We've been talking for like an hour before we just hit record, but... Yeah, we forgot we weren't recording. Yeah. Oops. Shit's fucking good, man. This new album's gonna be really goddamn good. I'm gonna sing on it. Yeah. Mm. It's gonna be fucking awesome. I think. You should. Cool. Yeah, it's gonna be great. And we know that because... We know what the songs sound like, and in the future, you will, you listeners. Right now, you don't. We're sorry. Yeah, I'm. Ge- I'm having like trouble containing myself. To be honest, like I'm just, I'm so ready to go. 
uh, our schedule, like we're getting really, cl- really close to actually start recording, but, uh, dude, it's, I'm going to be writing it's almost exactly one month from now. I'm going to be writing up until the n- day we leave, you know, until and, the day uh, I, die. I don't know, dude, I'm ready to fucking, I'm ready to take over the planet earth, dude. I'm ready to just go full, full, full on. Well, what about democracy? Mm-mm. No. I hope nobody dies before we make this record. <laughs> zero, wow. zero deaths on earth. Like not on earth, just out yeah. of us four. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, that put a damper on it. <laughs> Who's going to die first out of all We got to get the record out. Then we can all die. It's fine. You know what's going to fucking happen? Okay. I'm probably the healthiest in this room. I'm going to fucking die first. first. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're going to die you're at like 63. You're going to fucking fall off a cliff face. Yeah, I'm going to die first. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> of like the worst, like like a heart attack or something. Something, something that you shouldn't stupid, have because yeah. you're the most in shape. Yeah. I'm Yo, if die. you go out early, I want you to get shot with like a fucking, like an arrow or something, <laughs> you know? I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah. Hey, if I you're, would enjoy like, your if death we're super old way. and you're like in the hospital and we know you're going to die, instead of pulling the plug, can I shoot you with an arrow? <laughs> <laughs> Just stand over me. Just put, see ya. <laughs> oh. See ya. Dude, if you knew, if you could, if you could know when you were going to die, would you want to know? Fuck no. Uh, no. Uh, yes. No. You would want to know? No. Yeah, man. I got to maximize my time, oh, dude. dude. you would maximize lose your mind your, oh, if you dude, do that. You would lose your, you dude, would lose your mind. You especially would lose I'd your mind. Okay. Adam, maximize really? your time anyway, bro. Like... <laughs> That's true. I mean, you know, no. you know a rough idea of how long you're gonna live. Like, okay, <laughs> no, but like, that's like the fucking goal. You should maximize your shit either way. But what if you found out right now, dude? Eighteen months from now, you're gonna get like some terrible disease, and like that, that's it. Like, you'd want to know. Yeah, because Fuck. no fucking way I'm showing up to my job. <laughs> if I don't know, I you still go to show my up job. to our podcast, bro. This is your job. No, right I would here, come man. to this part of my job. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there are certain things that you would just be like. Dude, I got a year and a half to live. There's fucking no way I'm showing up to that. But that's how you should live anyway. I can't not go to my job. These, these <laughs> right are both now. valid points. Yes, but you should live that no, way No, anyway. but dude, because I, I, you know how I am with all this shit. Like, it's like one of the oldest things that's in like every third wellness book or anything. It's like, put your, it's like these uh, scenarios you can like exercises, mental exercises you can run through. Like if you survived cancer... What would you do different? If you were on a plane that's about to crash and all of a sudden you survived, like what would you do different? And whatever your answer is, that's how you should live. I'm not saying just like mm-hmm. it's that easy, but like it should maybe just be a goal. To, it's for sure a goal, yeah, but yeah. The, there is that like real life logistical part where like you can get away with it if everyone knows you're about to die. Yeah. I got a little too high minded about that. My bad. Uh, I just no fucking way would I ever want to know. No way. I, I, I would not want to know. No, dude, no. Here, here's why. Um, here's the, the clincher of why I would because, and sorry to keep, we'll, we'll come back up, but when my dad was diagnosed with cancer, I was like, I don't want to know how long it is. I can't fucking live like that. I can't treat him like he's fucking dying. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I told him that. I was like, let's just be how we are. And like, we'll just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And in hindsight, I wish I would have known because I would have, not that I did a bad job, of spending time, but I would have spent more time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if for some reason I knew, I I, I would want to know. No. Mainly yeah. because of that. I think that what that's what it comes down to. Not to be like a fucking horrible condescending prick, but like. But your dad sucked. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I just, I try to live that way. Like just, I try to live that way. Like uh, YOLO, bro. You know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. I still am just. I would not want to know. I'd just be in my head all day long. Oh, now I only have 300 days. Next day, but nope, 299 more days. But I don't, it would fuck with me, dude. 
dude, but dude, I would be like, okay, 299 days and on 298, my wife and I were going in that fucking space station and then 297, I'm going to go on that Star Wars set and 290, you know what I'm saying? Like I would have that shit lined up. It is weird because we all know that we're going to die, but we don't live like that already, you know? Mm Mm-hmm even though we don't know the exact date. But, but that's the goal. It's very weird. Like, it's easy to talk about and be like, yeah, we should just do that, right? But we don't. Nobody does, really. You know I mean? We kind of, you know, we do, but we don't. Um, we do probably more than other people because we, like, got to do what exactly what we wanted in life. Sea dues. We've, we've, lived, we've <laughs> lived kind of an exciting life, you know? On, we've been on sea dues a few times. Yeah. Uh, and I do kind of live that way. I really do kind of. I, you yeah. know, I, I kind of do what I want all the time, but... Um, I don't make a lot of money when I do it, but that's just how I live. Not like extreme though. I don't go skydiving every day and do weird shit. I just, I just kind of like do what I want. That's the thing. Some days I'm like, I just want to be, I want to take my slow ass time getting out of bed today. Mm -hmm. But if I had a hundred days to live. I'll waste a whole fucking day doing absolutely nothing. And that's just crazy. You don't know how many fucking days you got. And that's, I do it all the time. But I, if I knew I was going to die, I would be doing some skydiving level shit every single day. I would use it anytime anybody said they didn't want to do something. I go, look, man, I only got like 300 days. Dude, and that too. Like you can just say it like, look, man, that sounds really cool, but I'm about to die. Yeah. We should just start doing that anyway. Just tell people. Yeah. Like, I I got like 35 more days. I don't know how much time I got left. I don't got time. I don't got time to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a very true statement. I don't know if I want to die watching this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really being a complete asshole is really the way to live because fuck everybody. You're going to die. So you're welcome. Do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's Why a the shitty, fuck shitty would thing. I show up to that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably make your life less uh, enriched if you act like that. But. The other thing is you also like to really do that. You got to spend a lot of money. Well, yeah, the money thing is the only issue, really, right? I mean, that's not that's why everybody does things they don't want to do is because they need money to I do mean, it. You know? Skydiving <laughs> is costly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like or I, fear of death. Yeah, one or I the other. I fully just realized over the last couple of years that I value time the way most people value money and a steady paycheck, and I make certain lifestyle adjustments and and sacrifices and shit like that to live like that. But the reason I wouldn't want to know is because I'm just hyper aware of You're time. You're just hyper. I'm hyper and I'm hyper aware of time and how valuable time is to me. I value it so much more than fucking I ever will money, you know? And I don't know. It would just freak me out, you know? I we live have, pretty fucking full, dude. I, 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 have, I have pretty... My life kind of rips, you know? But we also do okay financially. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. all have, like, varying degrees of commitment to, like jobs that we don't like and whatever and same thing with our spouses and all that shit but relatively speaking it's not like we or our spouses work at fucking kfc no 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 you know I, what i'm saying so a- absolutely but, to tell you guys <laughs> but i know people like i would never name names but i know people with really good jobs making a shitload of money that are like past the point of just like miserable almost just like kind of dead and their body is just like being crushed by the fucking stress and just that's a weird way to fucking live, man. You got to do what you got to do. And not everyone can be a baseball player or a actor or a musician or whatever. And like, you know, you, you got real world expenses and shit like that. But I, I just know too many people that make really good money that would, that just don't seem like they really like to be alive. It's mm. a fucking like, yeah. people think I'm nuts, but I think that's fucking crazy. Like, I think that's fucking insane. You know? Yep. Agreed. Yeah, I don't care about money that much at all. I mean, I need money to do some things, but yeah. I would much rather be broke and, and happy and 
and, you know, live the life I want. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. There is like a pretty low threshold. Like there've been some studies about it, whatever. And there've for sure been studies on primates and other animals and zoos and shit like that. We've probably talked about this on the podcast. This is probably way too deep for the fucking Page Avenue crew podcast. What but, the fuck are you bitches babbling about? <laughs> but Josh we're is like, like, I was laughing. Now I'm all like depressed. <laughs> there's there's like a threshold for happiness and, and flourishing as, I don't know what the cutoff is. Like they've de- definitely studied like primates and shit like that. But as a human, for sure. So there's you give like, primates a million dollars. They don't, they don't care. They don't give a shit. They don't care. No, there's like, a, there's like a threshold where it's like, it doesn't matter how much stuff you pile on. They're not any happier. Like they did this in zoos. There was a radio lab thing about it. You probably heard. You, I, I think listen. it's well, kind of. I, I don't listen to podcasts. Kind of the same. It's like the hedonic adaptation thing. Yeah. 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 Like, just kind of whatever you get 30 days later, it's just new, your new normal. Yeah. yeah. So like they, they started with like animals in zoos. This was the original thing. And at some point, like you can only give, you know, a, a, an enclosure full of orangutans, so many fucking activities and space and whatever. And they're no more happy, like past a certain threshold. And the same thing applies to humans and in terms of like income yeah anything over $75,000 exactly yeah it's like yeah. anything under 34,000 tough yeah there's a big jump after 34,000 but anything over 75,000 there's no increase in happiness even if you're making fucking 20 million a year yeah yeah you give me a harley and a picture of the boys i'll be all right <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> I've heard the boys. The only reason I said Harley because there's yeah, somebody yeah. outside repping a motorcycle <laughs> right real now. hard. Uh, I heard someone say this. I don't know how <laughs> to. Picture of the boys. Imagine Christy sitting on a Harley with the boys hanging out. Yes. And every time she hits the throttle, the boys jiggle. Yeah. It's a, it's a 13 month calendar. You get an extra. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, you never have to work again. Put this out. Oh, I, oh, yeah. Here, here you go. Last thing. I heard this. I don't know the attribution, but I heard it and I was like, that's fucking it. That's everything. Having enough money to go out to eat like a really fancy dinner and not think about how much the bill is. Brian Callen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is a good analogy. That, that's, that's everything. He said that is true. He said that's, that's everything. what success is and what you don't. Anything over that. Like you, when, you, when you can just go to any restaurant and pay for it and not fucking worry about it. Yeah. 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 Anything over that general, doesn't matter. Like, normal shit like that. Like, yeah. And you don't think about it and you just, yeah. yeah. It's not to There's say that. There's been plenty of times in our lives where we've been in that, at least on that level. And that's yeah. great. We've never been million billionaires. And a lot of people think we are, but we're not because the music industry is weird. But, uh, you know, we've made good money. And yeah, there, sometimes I, I do have to worry about that. We all mm-hmm. do. But, you know, a lot of times I don't. And that's, that's the best feeling. Yeah. 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 I think his point is just like, especially in his industry where, you know, out, in that part of the world where, you know, you're surrounded by all these people on t- television and movies that have millions of dollars and shit. And it's like, who's like, this? What's this person? Brian, Brian Callen. I think he just got uncanceled, right? Like he's back on. He's a comedian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But anyway, just think about that. Like go out to a really fancy fucking dinner, sign the bill and just not even worry about it. You don't need any more than that. That's it. And that's not to say that you do that every single night of your life, but the yeah. fact that you can just be like, yeah, yeah. oh, we're going out tonight for, and I'm not stressing yeah, over it. When you're out, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, for like a minimalist dude like me that I don't need a whole lot of shit, like that that really strikes me as like, that makes a lot of uh, makes a lot of sense the way I live my life. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's all Especially I need. Especially having kids and you like yeah. take them to Six Flags or whatever, like I just did a couple weeks ago. And like, you know, I had 
you don't want to have to worry about buying cotton candy or whatever the fuck it is. We want Dippin' Dots. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's $45. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, that kind of shit. You don't want to have to yeah. stress about that. But we are, we are so rich in ways that I think, like, I had this epiphany the other day. It's like, the really, the shit that a lot of people think are just, like, mundane. Like, the fact that I can wake up and just, like, hang out with my kids and, like, make them breakfast and shit and, uh, just take them around on the bus stop and shit. And then like when they get off school, I'm there if we're not like traveling or whatever. And like, I can just like a lot of dads are just like gone at work by that point. You know, like the fact that I can do all that. And just like in the middle of the day, it's like, Hey, I'm going to go climb or whatever. I'm going to shut my computer and go do that. Once it's, again, must be nice to have legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But just those mundane things that people take for granted. It's not like the crazy fancy trip, the skydiving and shit like that. It's yeah. just those ordinary mundane things that a lot of people take for granted. But when you have the freedom of time and you, ha and you're like wealthy in time, like that's fucking everything, dude. Cause when you're 90 and you're, you don't have legs anymore <laughs> and you're about to die. That's all you're going to have is those memories. Yeah, you're not going to remember all, that day at work that you, no, that you made 400 bucks or whatever. No, you're going to have those memories with people you love doing shit that you love surrounded by people that me like it's that's like time is fucking everything in my brain, and we I might remember some days of our work though, but that's different. yeah, but yeah. like, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm not what. Let's be real. What we do isn't. Yeah, work. this is different. It's yeah. a lot of hours and it's hard, but we're not in the fucking coal yeah. mines. It's not work. Yeah, yeah, we're we're working hard, but we're not like we're putting in we're hours. Not, we're not. We're not working hard. <laughs> yeah, we're not like in in. We're not enduring it. Yeah, is yeah. what it comes down to. We're doing the thing we would do either way, but yeah. we invest ourselves in it so we can make money doing it. But yeah, we're putting a lot of effort into something that yeah. feels good. It's we're not like we're not sighing like I just did through the oh fuck like through the whole thing. Everybody listening yeah. at work right now is you motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, <laughs> dude. I'm dude. <laughs> Those, I'm the same. I I'm that dude. I know. Half I'm just saying. Life, I'm just yeah. saying. Like, yeah, like you're driving down the car. You see the dudes. Like, there's a construction zone. You see a dude driving a dump truck, fucking digging on the side of the highways and shit. That's fucking work. You know what I'm saying? Dude is 118 degrees in St. Louis, and a dude's got a shovel digging on the side of the road. Dude, I saw that on the way. Yeah, it's not hot today, but dude was out there. The fucking that's work. Tractor thing. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking work. Digging the fucking side of the road out. And I was like, man, I have it was at like 6 PM. And I was like, damn, they're still working. I was like, that's, that's work. And, and I have this and I weird, I probably know the guy. He probably lives. I, maybe cause my dad did construction. I grew up like just building shit. Like I have this weird, I have like a special place in my heart for like blue collar manual labor. Just, I, I just, I have like so much respect for it. You know, that's real fucking work. What we do isn't real. We put in lots of hours and it's, uh, you know, it's a super, um, you're investing so much of like yourself. It's dedication. It's dedication and it's time investment. And there's that word time. It's time that I'm like, I played my guitar for eight hours today instead of doing something else because it's like, I feel like this is what I need to be doing. You know, I'm not digging ditches though. Like I'm playing a fucking guitar. But we've had our moments, like talk about warp tour and shit like that where we used Could to drag a treasure if you dig a ditch. <laughs> where we used to drag our own equipment across you know, yeah, yeah. we're doing literal manual labor as part of our, like we would do that and then perform, you know, as part of our job. But I'm it's only saying- It's not I'm, about laziness or like not wanting to work, you know? It's exactly, just, yeah. yeah. It, you, you still you still have to be motivated. We, we don't wake up. It's not like we wake up at, you know, 3 p.m. on the couch, smoke weed, play a video game and go back to sleep. You know Dude, what I'm saying? Artists, it's about the gratification that we get from our work. If you get gratification from digging a ditch, then fuck yeah, that's awesome. I don't yeah, know. I mean, yeah, or whatever course. job you do, I hope I hope people get some kind of gratification from it. But mm -hmm. for us, that's what we get out of this, even more than money, which and is more worth it. But 
and what you said, like not, it's not waking up at 3 PM smoking weed and shit. I, I, dude, I think artists are some of the, like, I'm going to contradict myself as I'm saying this or realize it's a little bit of a contradiction in terms, but like artists are some of the hardest working people in the sense of like they invest so much of themselves and bet on themselves so much and invest so many fucking hours in that sense. Most of the musicians and artists I know are some of the hardest working people I've ever encountered in my life. Yeah. You know, they, it's like, it, it's, it becomes your life and your mission and your sense of fucking purpose and stuff, you know? Um, to me, that's the thing I struggle with most is uh, a lot of what we do is work really hard and hope maybe you might get paid two years later. Yeah. Like, so, the so whole, the whole equation just flips. And the yeah. Whole so fucking, the guy that's yeah. digging ditches, he's not digging. He's like, you know, it's January. I'm going to dig all month. And then the month after that, and then the month after that, and that'll turn into a year and that'll turn into a year and a half. And I hope one day someone will appreciate this and I'll get paid. You know, when people really appreciate it, when you when I finish this hole, when you somebody yeah. might like this hole. Yeah, when you, so when you dig through the ditches and burn through the witches and slam through the back of my Dragula, yeah, yeah. that's when you. <laughs> but it that's really the thing that sometimes gets to me. Uh, that's what that's about. That started when my kids came. Is like I have had moments like holy shit, I've spent holy shit my kids ugly. I've spent seventy fucking hours this week. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my kid in that hole. <laughs> I spent 70, 70 hours this week working for quote unquote free, hoping that someone hears this music and I can maybe get paid for it yeah. a year and a half from now. Yeah. That's the only time it kind of fucks with me. Cause like I'm on my side hustles of photographers as much people know. It's like, I'm like, God damn, I should just be like investing this time doing photos. Cause I just get immediately paid for that. And I put food on the table doing that, but I'm addicted to music and it's like what I, it's just what I fucking do. But it does mess with me sometimes because it's so many fucking hours of just free. And even when you do hopefully get paid for it, there's still thousands of hours that you never got paid for, you know? Dude, and here's a response to it that some portion of the listeners would have. And here's my response. <laughs> well, here's a response that some people would have, and then I'll respond to them also, and then you talk also. A lot of people would say, well, why don't you just stream that? Why don't you just get paid to do that? Blah, blah, blah. You, you, you get paid immediately. Yeah, you could do that, but then that also changes the whole experience and equation and the the incentive and like why you're doing it and how you create because of it. And I've heard like even in how like about no. And even in like gaming, I remember reading articles like in the early days of Twitch, pe people are like if I'm not streaming all the time, I'm like losing subscribers. Yeah. Like it just completely fucking changes my experience. So now I fucking hate playing video games all of a sudden. So like for an artist, it's that same kind of thing. And we always go to, and we even talked about this in the documentary back in the day. Like what if Kurt Cobain had to maintain a Patreon or yeah. he had to maintain a fuck, even a fucking Twitter account? Like would he have created in the same way that he did? And would people have related to that music in the same way? That seems those? weird, but only because he's been dead for 20 years, but I could see Dave Grohl doing it though. Yeah. Who true. was also in Nirvana. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like yeah, the but, way he's evolved in the music yeah, scene, yeah. you know? Not not necessarily, but I could. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. You know, all this is to say so that Kurt like, Cobain's a weird example. Is all I'm saying because he's. All this is to say that like the effort that you put into making it happen or not is not necessarily what people perceive it to be. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I think you hit it right on the head there, and like I know for me personally, how can I say this? Being like like marketing myself 
is not something that comes natural to me. Like Same. I'm not the kind of person who's like, Hey everybody, blah, blah. like I'm here in my basement writing no. music, pay attention. Blah. Like, and you actually do it much better than most of us in this room. But and even then the only reason I can do it though, is cause maybe I'll post something or whatever. And, and, uh, I feel like a dick to like anybody that's listening to this that might like try to interact with me and stuff. The only way I'm able to do it is by like posting it and then not looking at it literally ever again for the rest of my life. I don't respond to comments. I don't read comments. I don't do any of that shit. I'm just like, this is part of my job and I'm really passionate about this pull up I'm doing or this fucking riff I'm making or whatever. I'm going to put it out in the fucking ether and if people dig it, cool. But in terms of like marketing myself and like, Twitch this and YouTube that and here, but like, I know it would change the way I write. Yeah. And I would be self-conscious like, dude, I've been trying to record this riff for fucking 20 minutes. I can't nail it right. And there's going to be people watching going like, this guy blows. And like, at that actually, there's very few people from our generation of bands from like our time that do that, you know? And it's like, just kind of like fake to us at our, and the way we all came up, it's a weird thing for us to try to pull off. And also yeah. not that we can't do it. And we probably could on some level to where it would still be authentic and cool. But it's just weird for us. It's not also, weird for the next the younger kids. It's just like that's normal to them, and that's, yeah, that's not how we how we learned. Yeah, um, that yeah, that's yeah. Not I think to that, sound like hey, we're old dudes or anything. No, but that that's describes me. Yeah, it's that just describes our brain me is like I'm not. Different. I'm not a good marketer of myself. I'm not a like. I'm just not good at that. It doesn't come yeah. natural to me. It's not. Ex- that sounds the opposite of exciting <laughs> to me. We didn't spend our twenties learning yeah. how to do that. We spent our twenties, you know, learning our instruments and kicking ass and yeah. playing live and doing that kind of stuff. And now we're great at all that, but now the, the the whole thing has changed. Yeah. But we don't have to keep trying to keep up necessarily, but we do. But also, and this is going to sound really fucking weird, maybe. Does it sound like me drinking Jepson's Malorca? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this without sounding like a weirdo. Good luck. Or not sound too dramatic or anything, but like music is like kind of like my medicine. And it's what I do. It's gotten me through like some of the hardest times of my life and picking up my guitar and like making something is like, can be a straight up escape for me and a way to like deal with stress and deal with like shit. Yep. And sometimes I just don't want to share that with anybody. Yeah. I guess that's more what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, dude, like in my brain, I just don't see the need to do any of that. I'm like, nah, that's not how I, that's not how I view it. You know, I can be having like the, a shit day or just like, you know, you guys know about some of the hard stuff I went through last year with my like my kid and stuff like that. There were days where literally picking up my guitar and making something fully saved me from just like completely losing my shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's still yeah. like, things are good. It's all good. But it's still what I do. Like I can have a shit day and I can just be like, oh, what am I doing with my life? Blah, blah, blah. I can write a riff and it'll fucking completely turn my whole day around and my, even like my whole week around one thing, one fucking riff. And I'm just like, this is the best feeling in the world. This is the best drug anyone's ever put in their body. Yeah. I noticed that on a daily basis, I'll just be in a bad mood for no reason. And I'll hear one song and it'll completely change everything. I'm just like, but if it's, but especially if it's the thing, the thing that you wrote or something you made, Or something but that it can just, be any music, you know, it's just fucking. Can, but when it's can your, do that. I don't know, maybe it's just the way I'm wired. But if it's something that I made, something that came out of my body and through my hands and out of my amplifier, than us, I get it. Yeah. I, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I like, totally agree. It's just like it's rocket fuel for my fucking spirit, and the idea of just like live streaming that to people, 
Yeah. Um, I think it's too personal to us. Maybe. May, maybe. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like someone that's maybe like taking their medicine or whatever. It's like, like it's my fucking, that's my antidepressant and my Xanax and shit. And I just don't, maybe don't sometimes want to share that with people, you know? Yeah. Dude, even though we're showing, like we show a lot of these old demos, which you know, maybe we'll do here in a minute. Um, I don't want people to hear that kind of stuff until it's old and yeah. you want, you want to show the best version of the song. You don't want everybody to know every fucking shitty version that you come up with yeah. in, your, in your stupid brain while you're trying to figure these songs out. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. And especially, dude, in terms of like, pl like playing the game, you know, like I'm a guitar player for a fucking sweet band. I should be to, to like Got play, right. to like play the game. I should be posting a guitar video every day. I should be on Twitch. I should be like fully assuming the role then I would have 10 times as many followers and it would, it would positively affect our band in a positive way. But is that a double negative or wait a minute? How's that? Positively in a positive way. I mean, way. I, I was, yeah, I'm just saying like it would, double positive it would affect our band double in a positive negative. way. But, um, I, and I write almost every day of my life, but it's very few and far between. Like, it seems like I post a lot, but that's like one in every 30 times I do work that I post something, you know? And I feel like if I did it all the time, like I just, it just doesn't come natural to me. That's how I'll just end it there. It just doesn't come natural to me. I, Dude, didn't, I, I didn't follow you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what people want. Especially you know like, I think we should just go on living our lives. A young, this younger <laughs> generation. That's like what, it's not only what they want. It's, it's all they know. It's all they know. And it's all we know. It's all we know. Oh, sick demo. But it added. Uh, just like, like jocks and stuff. It's yeah, like jocks. All, it's all, yeah. Um, I had a moment. Just talking about like something turning around your day, like creating something. I had a moment. What was his name? Uh, Gary. Um, I had a moment. We know a lot of guys named Gary, evidently. We are the masters at never letting each other talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had a moment at work. And in my job, I do have moments where I can, at least I did before the pandemic, where I can create something. And it can. it's part of my job in some way. And it's fucking awesome. It's not necessarily like what I would do with my own time all the time, but I do have moments where it, it's good. And I haven't had one of those for a long time. And I just, so I, the shit aligned. And last week I got to just spend like fucking 40 minutes in procreate, just drawing and just doing shit. And I was just making, I made a fucking emoji for like a discord emoji. Just like, it wasn't shit. I was just like, put, put a photo in, traced it, made a little thing, whatever. But that 40 minutes completely fucking changed my day. Cause I just sat there and made something. And like the power of that, like that 40 minutes went by like in seconds in my brain. You know what I mean? And that's like a little tiny example of exactly what you're talking about. Like yeah, you're preaching to the choir, son. One, one little I moment of creation or focus on something that you care about and making something that didn't exist before that moment completely changes everything. If you could take that feeling and just like bottle it in a fucking drug or some, like it, it would be the best selling drug of fucking all time. Yeah. Cocaine. Cocaine. Co cocaine. Yeah, it's the best, dude. I'm always bummed out, so I don't treat it. <laughs> I'm always high. <laughs> I've been sad this whole time. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Maybe you yeah. should try to create something over there real quick. Go ahead. Let's watch. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, you created an experience for everyone in Emo Night recently, so. He mm. did, like, personally? Like yeah, the, you were part of that creation. Everyone I was sad. Like he had a different thing that yeah, he did. DJ said, you guys didn't know. <laughs> and, then, and then we were all sad together, dude. That's the thing. We, what we, if you guys found out I had, I had like an 
alternate thing where I was and like I was like one of those DJs that like DJs all those like big we're like where the fuck like you had a helmet looks like Optimus Prime's dick <laughs> something you were yeah. one of those dudes down there stage diving like while you're DJing yeah. we saw that this last weekend actually I go to Vegas all the time guys <laughs> fuck I DJ it you got a residency good yeah. for you I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at you that's my favorite <laughs> that's one of my I favorite go all week I don't go to my actual job <laughs> I do that all week do you at least play story of the year in, while you uh, in pop star when that dude's and he <laughs> falls over and makes the war of the world sample yeah. dude what he goes he goes it looks like Optimus Prime's dick he yeah. goes his dick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good dude you're almost the best dude yeah his light good. is so bright dude. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh, great uh, movie great great movie let's listen uh bleh, let's listen to uh something that you you dudes created when i was a fucking loser mm. years ago we're gonna play a demo we did all the best work without you <laughs> yeah we have a couple of versions of bang bang from wolves a hey, shout out mike cronin for fixing the wikipedia page it was highly inaccurate until your edit now it's accurate really does it still say we started in 1995 or whatever uh-huh yeah, but uh, the album Wolves began uh, writing in 1995. It really said that for like the last 17 years. Our band in yeah. general? Yeah. It just says our band started in 95, which is not accurate. I mean, you probably met each other in 95, right? Yeah. I met a lot of people in 95. <laughs> cool. It's a good year. <laughs> Maybe 96. I don't know. But we definitely weren't playing in Story of the Year at that point. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Wrong. 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 I mean, technically, you guys were in a band in the current positions you're in now. Mm-hmm. Josh and Ryan. Yep. And I was opening for your band mm-hmm. as a singer and guitar player. I was 15. So we were we were in the building together doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Adam might have been in the crowd. I'm not sure. Now you weren't at Means Well and Humblebee. Mm-mm. Didn't know about that. Mm-mm. You weren't sad enough yet. So it's basically, it's basically just like this recording. All right. So this version of Bang Bang is what Dan, Ryan, tell him. Um... This is this is the very first uh, vocal demo I did for Wolves to something that Ryan sent, which this was just a verse and a chorus, which became Bang Bang. Um, but we didn't have a bridge or anything yet. But this is like the first one I actually sent back with vocals on it. And I was like, I think that this could be on the record. I was like, this seems like story of the year. I think this could be on the record. Put general pudding pops. You said, dude, record. how did I go into that voice? <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Like, oh. Have you made any advances on uh, like the uh, the female interns or anything? I got, a, I got a pocket full of roofies, bro. <laughs> you guys are all getting fucked in a minute. General pudding pops. <laughs> This could be on the record. Uh, <laughs> so, and the chorus is similar. I think it's probably about the same as it, it says being. bong bong instead, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wrote it about weed. It's called bong bong. All right, this um, is only two minutes and 11 seconds long, so it's just. It was just, it was like one of the roughest demos you had even sent at that point, but I was like, there's something about it. I really like this I one. wonder if this one, instead of, uh, in the chorus, instead of the power chords, it has like the single octave oh, notes. Know. I don't what, know. Uh, weird. Huh? It probably does. I think it was the very first thing you sent. Uh. Anyway, this is like how we got uh, on the trajectory of making wolves was Ryan sent this to me. I sent this back. <laughs> it obviously starts different. I wrote that ha-ha real early. 
Balasine. Balasine or the Ballerie. Midnight Dan. Drunk. Ooh, I'm almost Midnight Dan. Sounds painful. <laughs> like I'm trying to make words. <laughs> it's so hard. They won't come out. <laughs> I'm trying to make words. I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. Yeah, it's done now. And I was like, I think that's I think that's a story of your song. I think we got it. I think I think I think we could still be a band because it had been seven years since we put out a record. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we were we were trying to figure out what the fuck we even should sound like at that point. And that was a good like year and a half before shit really happened, right? Yeah, we did that one pretty mm-hmm. early on in the writing process for that. It was like within a year or two of when it came out, but. Yeah, that, all those gang vocals, that's just like 12 versions of me singing it. <laughs> 12 Dan's multiplicity. It's fucking weird to hear that now. You had oh. that chorus fucking locked, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's good. So this this other one, that's the Amalong. Matt Amalong. So we actually. Reference. What it, what, well, okay. ver, what actual version is so this? Like we did the demo and then we like wrote a few more songs and we were like, okay, cool. And we were trying to figure out who we we're going to make the record with. And uh, we were on, no, that was different. That was uh, Quaaludes. Why did we record this with Matt? Was uh, it for? He was our guitar tech for a while, you know, in 2013. And then we were like just going back and forth with him. And he was like, maybe we were like, maybe we can just record this shit locally with Matt and like oh, get somebody to mix it. And yeah, like, it'll that's just right. be cool, you know? Yeah, that's right. And because uh, we were pretty confident in like what we had going on. Uh, so we did a version with our friend Matt, our late friend, Matt Amelung. This is, we recorded with him in like uh, 2016, I guess. Sounds about right. Um, not, yeah. He, when did he die? 2017? 2018? No, no, no. It was 19. 19. Yeah. Yeah, it had to be because that was the fucking one-two punch of that and then the fucking, the pandemic the year later or the next year. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Okay, so it was a couple yeah. years later. Yep. But, 19 for sure. Yeah, so we did, did this at Encapsulated Records with him. And uh, did like the the version that that this is the drums and the vocals did not change. We used these as the final takes. Um, but then the, uh, when we went to record with Aaron Sprinkle, he added a lot of synth stuff, and then Ryan redid the all the guitars and stuff, and uh, the bass and everything. But and you guys played a show and played this well before the album, right? Like it was a normal show, maybe because I, I was there. No, we and put, I, we, it was the. Um, we planned on putting this. It out. It was a pledge it music was, show. Yeah, it was a pledge show. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 
And then we left to do drums like a week later. We play, yeah, yeah. We did this and uh, the, my Cronin song. Yeah, yeah. And can anybody oh, hear yeah. me? Maybe because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I watched this song from front of house for sure. Yeah, yeah. At the pageant. Oh yeah, we did it at the pageant too. Yeah, that's right. Huh. I don't know. I don't you, know. Yeah, and you played something else, and I remember I was this this demo. super fucking drunk. Shocker. And I was, <laughs> I remember going up the stairs in the pageant to the top and like, oh shit, they're playing another song. And I was like trying to pay attention, but I was too hammered. And I was like, oh, I had him. And I was a goddamn mess. But I definitely watched this song. When we played the pledge show, was that the time at the Red Room that you fell coming on stage? Yes. <laughs> came, came up to do guest bass. <laughs> and fell. Yes. 100%. That fell was down. the pledge show? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we did, so we did a you, played the, you played this multiple times then, right? Yeah, we played it a few times because this yeah. was like... This next version we did like a year before we did the record. Because it was like we did this and then we were planning out how we were going to make the record. We did the Pledge Music campaign. And I think we might have like included this in some of the promo stuff being like, look, we got some new shit coming. Mm. But yeah, we did this way before. Like we had the song done for like a year or more before Wolves came out. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah. Because yeah. then I did that the, the benefit show for Jamie with you guys after... We fell on that too? After I fell up the stairs. <laughs> it was this whole separate show at the Red Room. That was an acoustic thing that we did, yeah. That was like full band acoustic, the Jamie one. Yeah. yeah. For our friend Jamie. Um, yeah, we did a couple random ass fucking things, but we did a pledge music campaign to fund Wolves, and uh, this was just all mixed in there. Played a show to raise money for that. Ended up, uh, it was successful. We made money to make we this record. It. We paid for all of this record ourselves. Um, let's listen to this version. I mean, it's the same exact vocals of mine. There's not like as much shit on it because we had it more later but the drums are the same the drums are exactly the same it's a different mix and everything i mean, obviously it was just matt's version but dude i haven't the heard music's the, a little different i think i haven't heard this version since i, I was in, i was in matt's studio with make room and he played this for me yeah it blew your fucking mind it dude it did no bullshit it did i was so pumped i was fucking beyond i think i'm sure i think i texted you guys right after i have not heard this since we recorded it Maybe go. it's not gonna sound that much different. The 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 synthy stuff is gonna be way different, but I think it's pretty much the same though. Same structure for sure. Yeah. Skeletons where I never have to hide And the 
that different? Does yeah. this go doom doom dat now? Weird. When this part comes in, the time, the time shit, it's my favorite thing you've ever done. Remember how mad you were in the studio? Yeah. Like Matt was telling you to do it? Yeah, it's like... This is the sound of Josh losing his mind right here. It wasn't even that part. It was the verses. Oh, yeah. We had to take, like, a lunch break. Rest in peeps. <laughs> Rest in peeps, Matt. Rest in peeps. He would laugh if he heard that shit. Yeah. Matt Amalong, what a legend. Fuck, dude. Legend. And listening back Rest to that. Rest in Easter peeps. That sounds fucking great. Like, he nailed it. And yeah. Like, yep. That was, like, exactly where it needed to be. But, you know, obviously, Sprinkle uh, added a, a bunch of cool sprinkle, shit, too. Sprinkle sprinkled some things. He sprinkled some shit on that, for sure. Because, you know, the final version is really cool. It's, li- li- you know, it's better than that. But, and Tom Lord Algae fucking mixed it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, if nothing else, you know, towards the end of Matt's life, that's really fucking cool that one of the last things he recorded, uh, not, I mean, he recorded a bunch of shit after that, but Tom Lord Algae fucking mixed, you know, yep. the, the one thing he did with us uh, yep. at the yeah. end there. And dude, uh, he was fucking psyched about that. But that dude recorded some great shit and he, everything he touched, he, he kind of, he, he would just like freely co-write with any local band. He would put everything he had into all this shit and he never really got the credit he deserved, I feel like. He was right and, there. It was like if he, you know, if yeah. he was still around doing it, I think he would be doing some great shit right now. But mm-hmm. and this is just, I feel like it's one of the best things he ever he ever recorded. You know, he was ever a part of, and everything everything you just heard came from that dude's room in Maplewood, Missouri, same he, place he, where I was recording for a while for yeah. a couple of years after him, which I do not really do anymore. But yeah, encapsulated. It's a great spot. But that bridge part, or the not the bridge after the bridge. I remember it was very influenced by him. A lot of the little vocal stuff he had a lot of ideas on. Uh, the bullet to my head, like where we do that low one at the end. Live amongst the dead. Uh, I think that was all like him telling me what to sing. It was either him or you. I don't remember. You guys were sitting in the room feeding me like, like ah, try this, try this. And I was just, um, I recorded it all like at my house later, but we like did a rough structure of it all like in the studio that day. Yep. But that was cool, man. I had a lot of good memories of just being there with him on that song, at least, you know. Other than the rest of the record with Sprinkle was amazing, but we did this one song pretty much 90% with Matt. So The keys, the synth keyboard part in the bridge is my favorite programming that Sprinkle did on the record. I just think that is fucking awesome. And then the bridge, the drums on this song are my favorite drums on the record. Yeah, we were in the studio and like you were writing it as we were recording it. Mm-hmm. 
and we were all throwing ideas at you. It's like, no, 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 go to the Hyatt. No, 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 go to the Toms. No, 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 try this. <laughs> and you were just fucking losing your shit. You're like, motherfucker. Yeah. But even like four, five years later, whatever, when we play the song live, even in rehearsal, that when you play that, I'm just like, every single time still, I'm just like, dude, that's awesome. It's just controlled chaos. It's so dope. It was frustrating getting it all down, but it was it ended up being cool. Now and it then, seems like it's like the easiest thing ever for you to play. Like you oh, never mess that up. No, it's nothing now. That's how everything is for you. Yeah. It's like at first your arms don't want to do it, but then once you get it, it's like easy for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, you play anything repetitively. Yeah, it yeah. becomes yeah. like that. But I yeah. think it's just a lot of the times it's if it's something that like you don't specifically come up with yourself, it's kind of unnatural. I'm like that too. With the guitar, like yeah. you got to break the seal, and you're like, oh, now that's a thing I can do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, but it was also like trying seven different things because it was like, eh, that's not that cool. Yeah, try it's this just, one. Nah, it's just also cool. hard with drums because it's like it is the backbone, it's the foundation of the whole shit. And other than wolves, everyone drums are always first, yeah. and everyone's just staring at you, yeah. and it's just like mm -hmm. everything changes on the fly so fast. And if you're not used to just working on the fly like that. It can be trying. As you can tell from the demo we just heard, all the energy comes from, you know, the real drums. And because uh, the vocals are pretty much the same, the mm -hmm. guitars are similar, but just that the drumming makes that a an entirely different song. Yeah. yeah. It's like that with recording. It's live. It's just, dude, people's bodies move to drums. They don't move to guitars. Well, those drums are the actual drums from the record. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what made stayed. it. Except for that one little do do that, I guess we like yeah, did a simplified. Maybe that, we yeah. had two versions or something. And I, don't, then we used, we, I don't remember. We how did that, that later, I guess. I think he Sprinkle built it. He, he just built it. He, he, yeah, he might have built he it because you don't need anything for that. Yeah, he probably just, just did some intent. Yeah, because we even tried recording that the bridge on out in Nashville, and it just wasn't as cool. Oh yeah, it was the same. Well, that was to the other version. It was the other version was a little bit slower. Yeah, but like I tracked everything exactly like this is. It just wasn't as cool. Yeah, did that. Didn't have the same vibe. That's why we we went back to this original version. We were like, mm -hmm. nope, let's just use that because it, yeah. it was just something magical about it. It was really we released it's a cool the other vibe one somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. there's there's another version that we tried that's like a little more uh, poppy. Mm -hmm. It's like a isn't there like a full remix? Yeah, it's like a, right? I don't yeah. know how to what you would call that version. It's like half electronic in a way. Yeah, it's kind it's of like just a like more an, electronic mix. Yeah, 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 it's just a different version. It's like a little slower. It's all the same takes of everything, but it's just programmed drums and shit until the end. Yeah, we tracked like just us hitting like toms and shit. Like mm. it might be on like Spotify or something. I don't know. It's on. It's everywhere. Like, it's out there. I have it. Everybody somewhere. got it if they got the record. It was like the bonus track. Anybody like all the pledge music people and shit. Going mm -hmm. back to Matt real quick though, talking about how, how he was kind of on the cusp of things. He was definitely like he was a dude. If he was in any city other, well, any city bigger than St. Louis, if he was in Nashville, if he was in L.A., if he was, you know what I'm saying people would be paying a lot of attention. He also has had the same problem as I had is like, he didn't market himself. Yeah. Yeah. Like neither of us, like I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Mark, Matt maybe worse than I, like he just didn't market himself, you know, yeah. which is kind of fucking cool in a way, you know, but yeah. in yeah. the world we live in, you got to market yourself, you know, <laughs> but he dude, was just a musician who was fucking great at music and loved music and recorded it very well for people. Dude. And, but he was so good. Dude, so talented. For anybody so who doesn't, I mean, nobody knows him. But every band in St. Louis, every musician in St. Louis knows who Matt Amalung was. He was just a, a dude that everybody knows, especially all the local bands. Everybody recorded with him. Mm -hmm. He was amazing. But outside of St. Louis, you probably don't know who he is, but now you do. Cool memory for me. So he was a huge Story of the Year fan, like, growing up, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I think I recorded like some Greek fire stuff with him first, right? Before Story of the Year. Didn't we? Mm-hmm. Either yeah, way. The, the Fuck Off and Dies and Greek dies. Fire. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Both so, recorded with him yeah, first. So yeah, so I didn't even know he played guitar until like a couple sessions. And I was like, he, and you know, because he was like a huge fan. And then like a couple sessions in, sessions in, he's like, yeah, I kind of kind of have an idea. Can I try it? <laughs> and he picks up the guitar and I was like, oh my God, this guy's so fucking good. Do you yeah. guys remember how good? It's like, yeah. His ear is great, but he had the thing you can't teach. You can't teach people feel. Like with the, mm-hmm. with the guitar, he had fucking feel, dude. He could just, oh, he played it, dude. You know? And I was like, what the fuck? Like, you're goddamn <laughs> awesome. You're just not just now telling me you play guitar, you know? like. And everything about his approach was that, like, hey, I mean, I I, I think I have a, like, you yeah. know, was very hesitant. Like, But you, he didn't. But Even, the way he played, though, was the opposite of that. Yeah, as soon the as he, he turned pl- it on, yeah, dude, yeah. like... Yeah, yeah. It, it was like he didn't want to overstep your yeah, yeah. shit. Like, exactly, he appreciated yeah. what you're doing, but, like, yeah. me and him, would, I would watch him record other bands, or I did stuff with him where I would, like, engineer or produce it with him sometimes, and uh, he would just, you know, do all the real work, and I would just sit there while the band, like, thought that I was cool because I'm in Story of the Year, but... <laughs> uh, and we would just kind of... He'd look at me like, this motherfucker isn't doing any of this right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, this is rough, bro. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he just knew. He just had that like yeah. sense of, like, he knew, he knew yeah. what the fuck was going on. He knew why something was cool or why it wasn't. We would finish recording and then we would sit in there and just play Pantera songs. And we really played uh, everything off Siamese Dream. Mm-hmm. Like, because he, that's like his all time favorite band, too. So Smashing we, Pumpkins, yeah. It was his all time. It's both of our all time favorite Smashing band. Smashing Pumpkins. Specifically. Pump, pumpkins. Yeah. And both of our, <laughs> both of our favorite. Still drunk. Pump it. So we'd play Pump all those, all yeah, that shit off Siamese Dream with two guitars and we just harmonized octaves and shit, dude. Oh my God. Smashing Puppets. Yeah. Yeah. That and Green Day. Uh, the yeah, only reason yeah. I bring that up is because oh, yeah. uh, he did yeah. a little cover set of a whole Green Day uh, set one time and yeah. asked me to play bass. That show it, was awesome. It was so much fun. I had never, I never played bass live in my life, but yeah. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll play the bass and sing harmonies and shit." And uh, it was Green Day, and it was we did like all the old shit, you know. Just, so you, rad. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, it was, it was so I felt fun. like I was in fucking Green Day <laughs> yeah, that night. Yeah. I was like, "This is fucking awesome." Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was so much fun, and he yeah. sang, and, and I just, I, I think I sang like one of the songs because he, was he, a, yeah. he couldn't play it and sing it or something. I was like, well, "I'll do it." That's he fun. was a giant Get Up Kids fan too. Yeah. 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 Big, big old Get Up Kids tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there we had a few recording sessions with Make Room, my brother-in-law's band. Um, TJ, who has done a bunch of stuff for us, who's in a band called World War Me from... TJ Chica- Backslashes Forth. <laughs> from uh, Chicago. <laughs> they they had this band, Make Make Room, and we recorded with Matt probably like... Like, I think all of their recordings actually were with Matt, but there, there was some shit when they did, did their EP where now, in retrospect, it's just like being in the studio with any other you know, amazing producer and any John Feldman, any, or any of the writers, writers that we're working with right now, like he would go, I'm kind of feeling something like this. And he would just, same thing. You pick up the guitar and just play the thing and sing the thing. And we go, Oh, that's way better. Holy shit. That's fucking way better. And completely rewrite a chorus or, or just like, you know, and have like one lyric and just go that that's, that's it. That's fucking it. And he was just, you know, this dude from St. Louis Yep, and the world never got to see that. I mean, granted, his career probably would have been like from now until you know he was fucking sixty or whatever. But yep. um, damn, the dude was fucking like just as good as, and in a lot of ways, as any of the world class people we have worked with. Yep, it's just another reminder, man. Like when he died, dude, I, I, it really fucked me up. Yeah, I think it's the same. first of our friend friend group to not die of something like a car accident or something like. Something just largely out of his control. You know, he died of cancer. But 
it fucked. I thought I processed it. I thought I was good, but my body said otherwise. Mm -hmm. It really fucked me up. But it's just to go back to our conversation. Just telling me no. <laughs> to go back to our conversation a uh, half hour ago, whatever. It's like he's really fucking. It could it, any one of us could wake up tomorrow and just fucking or not <laughs> or, or not. not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You could just wake up tomorrow and go, oh, what's that fucking lump? Or what's that, you know? Like, what's that? And she's like, oh, shit. You know? So, I don't know, man. Mm. Just never know. So we better get this record out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's quit stalling, guys. You never know when you're going to go. But that, <sighs> in closing, that's why I feel the way I feel about time yeah. versus money. Because right. you just never fucking know. We'll see you later. Yeah, so we should wrap. So we should fucking wrap. In closing. Yeah. Wow. Just taking too much of my time. Let's wrap. For real, though, that's a good idea. Let's wrap. Yep. <laughs> this podcast, uh, this episode is dedicated to Matt Emelung. And time. Yes. And yes. time. Yeah. Our two main dudes, Matt Emelung and time. And father time. Uh, before we go, I'll say, uh, in honor of Matt, uh, what would you say inspires your music? <laughs> Satan. <laughs> uh, I want to watch that. Was, that. that was our favorite video. I so. want to watch that and the puddle of mud Nirvana cover before we leave. <laughs> yeah, before we go, has, has everybody out there in the world seen this fucking, a this fucking puddle of mud cover of about a girl? Didn't Jesus we, Christ. Didn't we play it in one of the fucking episodes? I don't fucking know. What happened? I'm not a shit talker of puddle of mud, but man, no, oh, that's, dude, you know how much joy that's brought to the world, dude. Yeah, no, we it's, watched it on Discord, right? I don't, I don't know. I, don't I know. love it. I it's just, my favorite uh, thing. If you haven't seen it, search puddle of mud about a girl. I'm not even being shitty. I just think it, it just makes me happy. <laughs> it just blows my mind. I know the dude can sing. I don't know what the fuck happened to him this day. Like, <laughs> he dude. woke he woke up from a seven day meth bender or some mm -hmm. shit, and he was trying to hit notes. That, would Dude, not it, physically come out of his body. It's like his face, his body, and his voice were Leonardo DiCaprio trying to climb up to the white Lamborghini in <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, yeah. yes, in, in Wolf the of Wall, Wall, Street. Wall Street. That's exactly how he sounds. <laughs> the and best part is singing. if you watch some of the other band members. There's a, a there's like one part where it shows the other guy, like one of the other guys in the band's kind of like laughing a little bit. Yeah, like, he's just like, oh my god, what the yeah, fuck yeah. is happening? Yeah. Imagine it having us. Oh, it was the exact same reaction from them as you guys had in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Whenever I was losing my mind in front of all those people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like looking down. Yeah, like I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. So should we have like a like you, a, there was no support coming from the rest of the band for you? Yeah. We were all I was like, looking back like right, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Everybody hates me. <laughs> I can't. I, can't. I, I fully felt. Nope. Everybody's mad at me right now. <laughs> okay. I, I can't. Even, I can't even get a look from Josh. Like I get yeah. it, man. <laughs> Y'all mad at me, right? I turned around. I was like, Oh, I'm fucking up right now. I'm real bad. <laughs> oh, I can't even get eye contact. Yeah, literally. Oh man. Oh fuck. So, hey, should we have like a special pizza party for everyone in Altoona? Oh, also, the store band. Yeah, yes. also, we gave Dan no life raft. <laughs> Zero. No, it's no, all you. I was out there, and you guys had already. You guys were in back in St. Louis somehow. Yeah. You guys had already gone home. Uh, I was like, motherfucker. Oh shit. That's fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine, guys. I'm fu guys, I'm fine. It's only Either my way. feelings, guys. It's fine. <laughs> oh, fuck. I, I did it. I did it to myself. It's not, it wasn't your guys' fault. All right. Nobody knows what it is, but I killed a person that night. <laughs> I sacrificed a lamb. All right. Uh, we're going to be done with this podcast now. Uh, patrons, thank you so much. We love you and we appreciate you. We do. 
But if you're not a patron, you can change that. Patreon.com slash story of the year if you want to help this band exist. There's like a fucking a $5 tier that gets you access to the whole community, the Discord, all the fun shit that's happening. And then above that, there's merch involved. You can get included access to VIP stuff when we do shows. The Discord is tiered as well, so tiered. Cry the tears. That sounds emo. Mm. It's hella emo. Um, yeah, patreon.com slash story of the year. If you want to follow the band, you follow us on the internet because we're available on the internet. My All my stuff is at uh, pabstblueribbon.com. Pabst <laughs> smashingpuppets.com. <laughs> Smashing Puppets. I'll smashingpuppets.org. Dan's is a commercial site. Ryan's is an organization. Josh? Smashingpuppets.edu. Yes! That's open you're going to say that. Education. Uh, I saw it in your face uh, and I knew you were going to say it. Hey, go to the internet to find those. If you can't find them, I guess that you could suck one. Oh. <laughs>